welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who. I am joined by, I mean, his his Discord picture looks like he's he's a Muppet. Are you a Muppet, Ryan Legrand? Uh, only in my wildest dreams. All right. I are love the Muppets. Or, are you a man or a Muppet? Or are you a Muppet of a man? Yes. And then, then the man hoisting hoisting a trophy in his Discord photo, Mr. Benjamin Turner. Is uh, yeah, that is the 2010 MLS Cup. Yeah, it was the last time the Rapids were good. Oh gosh, um, I'm not sure they were good that year. They were 10, 10, 2008. And 10. <laughs> uh, I don't think. Uh, no, no. So they won the 2010 MLS Cup with a 10, 10, and 10 record. They were the Five or six seed in the East. East, jeez. MLS. That tells yeah. you everything. Yes. You know, uh, it's the uh, the American Super League. Um, oh, cares exactly. about the fans. <laughs> Care, cares about the fans. Especially when they rebrand. Yeah, looking at you, ownership of Columbus. Looking oh, at you. God. But oh, let's move. Let's move on to. Yeah, let's this, move on to our. This content. is not an MLS podcast. We have news. Woo! Ben, do you want to go over some news with me? Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, you tell me the news, and I'll. Uh, I'll be surprised. Well, um, Evan Conway. Uh, oh, I, he's you. You came up with a great song for him. Uh, he won. He won not only a game but goal of the week. For his effort against Toronto. Yeah. I mean, you know, just another game winner from Evan Conway, who I think has scored in every game but one since he's moved forward. Uh, are you saying that he found that sweet spot? Um, I'm saying that I think a Connor Doyle is the best left winger we've had in our club's history. Ooh, spice take. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I like, and you know, again, I'm here for Evan Conway. I think, I think he's a forward, not a left wing. <laughs> oh yeah, his future's up front. Yeah, it's up, it's up top, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like some um, clubs in the league higher than us may have seen that and tried to short changes for him, uh, but you know, are they, are they clubs that can't beat uh, teams from Texas? Man, yeah. Look, I know this is not a championship pod, but that was like one of the most boring games of soccer I've watched in a long time. Let, let's just know. say all of this is speculation, but we we kind of assume things from the athletic uh, and uh, interviews with a certain Irish named owner coach of a team in very very Southern California. Um, that is not disloyal. Who also made so much scored important so goals. much deeper, and uh, then you know. Anyway, uh, how many players do we think received interest from clubs higher in the off season? I mean, we kept how many? All of them. <laughs> well, I'm gonna oh, say 14, at least fourteen. I'm going to say at least 14. And two of the players that are no longer with us 
are up higher. Is that correct? Or is it just, just Sam? I think it's, it's just Sam. So then Nate Oney is at, uh, at Richmond. At Richmond, yeah. So oh, one of the players that did not return is playing at the championship level. So we're, I think we're doing, doing pretty well here. But speaking of how well we're doing, uh, currently in the midst of like my fourth rewatch of this game, but the game against Fort Lauderdale on this past Friday netted us three players on Team of the Week. Uh, this is our Roger, total for the season to seven? Seven. Seven. And, and not only Team of the Week, but we also got Player of the Week with uh, and, Mr. Dami Villadere. Well, well deserved. Well deserved. Oh my God. He had a, that game was amazing from him. We'll talk about that later, but man. Yeah. He but, looks uh, so good. A huge shout out to uh, both JP and Alal for, for making it on that list. Uh, both of them, I mean, if you've listened to this pod, if you're listening to this episode, you've probably listened to the rest and <laughs> you, you know what I think. Uh, those guys absolutely <laughs> deserved it. Oh uh, yeah. I, I did my rewatch this afternoon and a little bit this evening, and uh, I focused on Elal quite a bit after you know, uh, after after all the all the praise he's been getting. And man, did he have a match! I mean, he. I, I would say I didn't get a chance to cohesively watch this match, although I have watched it in its entirety no less than one time, and sections of the game no fewer than three or four times. I. I will say the one player that really stood out besides Connor Doyle was Lal. Because I thought, uh, and again, we can talk about this during our recap, but I thought uh, Florida played a very good game and we were very lucky to keep a clean sheet. And, uh, or you could say we kept a clean sheet because Lal was back there. I, I mean, I was definitely surprised that we kept a clean sheet you know as we all seven of us put a two to one score line um for for contributors to the pod and we were all one one goal off and that goal did not come from fort lauderdale so we uh we we as a team though we all we all knew that we still have not dropped any points to fort lauderdale so we were we were all on that train for for sure for sure uh what one thing, um, no question that kind of kind of pertains to this, you know, getting as Ben said, we've had seven players on team of the week so far this season in two games. No, that's a good start to a starting eleven. Question from Twitter. Great start. Uh, Dr. Patrick Walsh. Thoughts on both team fitness and chemistry through the first two matches? Well, I. Um, I don't think fitness is ever going to be a question with the J-Mims team. Um, I mean, we, we've we've all heard from Jay, and Ben knows probably more firsthand, but, you know, fitness is always a thing he pushes. So I, I don't know if fitness has ever can't come into question. And now we may see a difference Wednesday. Um, we're recording on Monday the 10th, so Wednesday we play New England. There may be a little bit of a difference that we see there, but he also could rotate a little bit. Um, but chemistry-wise, I, th- I thought we've looked pretty good considering he's starting, been starting some uh, 
new guys in the in the first team, the first two matches. Yeah, I mean Jay's basically the the Herb Brooks of uh, of USL League One. No fitness over the Soviets. I mean that that's the only way we're going to beat them. Um, but yeah, would the, you like my? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I want it. Here's my here's my scalding hot take. This team is so good; they're a little boring to watch. Like. We have rolled out, we took what we had last year by the end, which was a well-distilled plan, and we have just executed that to perfection the last two games. And can you think of a single moment in the 180 minutes of soccer we've played where you've been worried we weren't going to win? Yeah, um, there was that early shot by Tormenta that took an amazing save from Rashid. And that, it, was, it was deflected in the box, the one that was deflected and he like yeah, early yeah. got to it. Yeah, that was uh, that was the one spot I worried. Um, no, as you said, Fort Lauderdale looked dangerous in this, but I mean, a, a Chihuahua looks dangerous to a, to a grown person if you're zoomed really close in on the Chihuahua and not the person. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think I think I have so much confidence in this team at this point, and all they've done is consistently hit their marks. This isn't a flashy team. This isn't a wild, like, we've had 40% possession both games. We've, we've done Union Omaha things. It, I don't know. He's distilled the Union Omaha formula down and re-delivered it in a higher dose. That's kind of how I feel about the team this year. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, and I agree. I mean, I, I think we were messaging earlier, Ben, when I was doing my rewatch, and I was just like, you know, it, it, it seemed like a boring match because even though uh, Fort Lauderdale had quite a bit pushing forward, it never, it never seemed like the, the guys were out of it. And I think some of that, I mean, going back to Patrick's question about chemistry, I think Jay keeps finding guys that can find a way to gel really quickly and they all trust each other and they work with each other really well. I mean, even, even some of the moments in that match where, you know, Rashid was making saves and then the ball was still, you know, was loose cause he couldn't get his hands on it. There was somebody there to kick it out, you know, whether it was for a corner or whether it was out on the side, I think, Early on in the, uh, actually, it was right around uh, when Dami got his goal. Um, the guy, the announcer said that they had nine corners. Fort Lauderdale had nine corners, and eight of them were in the yeah. first half. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's I, like it's preposterous how many corners they had. Yeah, it, didn't, it never seemed like a problem. It never seemed like a problem, though. No. Never, there were never any alarm bells. I mean, I, I realize this is all like quasi-critical for me, but it's. It's intended as a backhanded compliment. Like, I think the team is humming as the best version of itself right now. And, you know, again, we're going to see what's going to happen on Wednesday. Um, the most nerve-wracking moments from 2020 were the midweek games. And when we did this three-game cycle, three games in 10 days rotational cycle was always dramatic. But... It, yeah. I agree. 
picked out certain center backs um, who may no longer be with the team coming in. I, I'm not as worried as I would have been in the past. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to bring it a little bit to to the chemistry part Patrick brought just because I was looking through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at the responses these guys are having to each other on there, uh, on the team of the week, and then it'll all be like, I couldn't do this alone. You know, it it's 100%. These guys are out there in two games in the season, and it seems like they're, even with the new guys, uh, even with Connor Doyle, Amir, uh, Firmino, you know, everybody who brought brought in. I'm not even going to include Hurst there because we already talked to him, and he sounds like he's been here three years. Right. Uh, it, they're just a well-oiled machine. They're well. Oh, and speaking of Greg Hurst and chemistry, uh, remember how he was telling us that every every time Ilal sees him, he sings the song. Mm-hmm. If you watch the celebration of the goal he scored against Tormenta, you can see Dalton come in late, and it sure looks to me like he's singing the song, which makes me think all those guys are singing a fan-driven song, viral meme, whatever you want to call it, to one of their teammates. You know, I, I think that chemistry is there, and he brought back 14 guys who know lived through a global pandemic together and then had an incredible ride of a season and you've done nothing but add i mean maybe not superstars but guys with phenomenal chemistry who are hungry and you know happy to be here uh well and yeah no good sorry sorry uh just since that song came up uh, apparently there has been a recent addition to that of some of uh first mates in in Scotland, recording themselves on a rooftop drinking and singing that. So, Oh my god, that's amazing. It, it's now transatlantic. Love it. Shout yep. out to John Ryan. That's right. <laughs> JR! Alright, let's, since we've been talking around it, let, let's just, let's dig into it. The, the game. To the game. The, game. the moments, moments of the match. Match. Just uh, available for alliteration. sponsorship. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. Um, I, I'm going to start this one just because I, I feel like this needs to be talked about. At, at the watch party, you know, had 90 some odd people. I'm trying to, trying to get around talk to as many people. And, and the one thing that kept coming up was people saying, oh, they, they look a little sloppy. And on my rewatch, I, I'm seeing where, where they're looking at it, but it just looks like, because I believe Fort Lauderdale, ha, um, wh- what is it now? Inter-Miami Stadium, former Lockhart Stadium. Uh, Drive Pink, DRV Pink, Pink Stadium. Oh, sorry, Drive Pink uh, Stadium, What? whatever. If I recall, it's like the largest professional pitch in the U.S., like it, it is a wide pitch, even even for our standards, and especially coming from playing here in Omaha, where you know, we got probably the narrowest pitch in professional soccer in the U.S. Uh, the 
it just seemed like the the spread wasn't quite there. Um, there were some sloppy first touches. It it wasn't that the guys were were super sloppy. It just was a adjusting continually to to the field. And by the end, I mean the scoreline tells it. They they were able to adjust, but it, it definitely goes to show that it jumping between these pitches, especially during this road stretch, it is going to take some getting used to. And I think they're definitely up for the challenge. Uh, fun story from last year. Uh, when EVD scored his game winner there, he didn't celebrate. And I don't remember what form he said in it. I might have uh, might have messaged him about this. But he was like, I was, I was too tired. Like, I, I ran two-thirds of the way of the pitch. Like, I was too tired to celebrate. It's a huge, it's a huge stadium. It's a huge field. I mean, it's beautiful. I, I was watching um, the the it's following game dirty. on it, and when they actually had uh, had fans in the stands for the for the Inter Miami game the uh, two days later, and it, it's a it's a great pitch. But uh, going from Werner Park to that, very very challenging, and the guys <laughs> guys stepped up and adapted very quickly. Yeah, I agree. So I was trying to find uh, any place that listed how big it was, but my Google. I'm looking, and... I'm looking too. <laughs> I figured. I figured between the two of us, somebody would find it, or three of us. It's freaking well, huge. Freaking huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I think... it's 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 just. I mean, it just the stuff they say alone, right? It's on a 34 acre facility. Has an eighteen thousand capacity stadium and a fifty thousand square foot training center, and seven additional fields in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So yeah, I mean all that space—it's just—it's ginormous. I think um, you know one thing that always strikes me too is you don't see the team posting a lot of photos of the facilities when they are—I don't know. Let's just pick a random independent team, uh, like or at Chattanooga, yeah. for instance. Um, yes. You don't see a lot of photos of the facilities of the stadium, but uh, like every guy posts something when they're on the pitch in that place. And you know, I, even I when they're driving telling, up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's telling about how it makes the players feel to be there, which is, you know, telling about the facility. It's not, you know, lightless. Anyway, anyway, I, I don't want to get blocked. I, I, I'm um, just, just going to say that uh, it's you can't take a whole lot of pictures of the facility from inside a, a container um, at Chattanooga. <laughs> Luke will say because he's already blocked. Uh, the problem, uh, the problem I'm with, not, the problem with modular design is it doesn't have a lot of windows. Ooh, anyway, right. um, let's talk about the let's talk about the first goal. So. I, I, as I mentioned, I struggled to get my replay to work for reasons that are, uh, you know, I complained about on Twitter, but um, I think it's telling that the highlight started with this, the first goal of the game, which was, um, you know, another goal, uh, his eighth professional goal is sixth goal in his last seven games. And, you know, all of those pretty much have been game winners. Evan Conway scores and our man Dami gets a well-deserved assist in the second game of the season instead of the 13th or 14th game of the season. Um, and Connor Doyle set this whole thing up beautifully. 
Um, I think Evan got lucky with the finish. It wasn't the prettiest finish. Not nominated for goal of the week this week. Um, but I really love the interplay on the left side between Connor and Dami. What were your guys' thoughts? All right, I'm going to read you what, what my notes were. Because this is, I said, Ilal with a big stop that started the attack. So we talked about Ilal earlier, team of the week. He had a huge stop, right? Right, uh, right at the top of the box. He's the one that gets it out to Connor. And then I said, Dami's cross is gorgeous. And then I just wrote, Evan with the goal. Because I didn't know how to nicely say <laughs> that was an ugly finish. Because, I mean... Smashes it into the back of the net with some part of his body. Yeah, it, it's it's totally a poacher's goal. He's just, he's there. He got he got a foot on it. It went in. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter. At the end of the season, if he's at the top of the golden boot race, it doesn't matter what that one looked like because it counts the same. But Dami's cross was perfect. I mean, as Jay says, the, the hardest part of the game is scoring goals. Uh, I, I remember yeah. when we were watching this live, we'd had one good chance earlier that gone out, outside, and you know, everybody was like, oh, I did that? No. And watching this one, I was like, there's no way that... It, Jesus, that hit the back of the net. Like, it, it just it completely surprised me that however Conway got that in, it went in, uh, but it it's a goal. A goal's a goal, and that that started us in, in some in a great trend for the rest of the game. He's already a third of the way to his goals from uh, total from last season. So, goal a game, goal a game. No pressure, Evan. Yeah, I mean, you know, you might even suggest he's carrying the team right now. You know, crazy, crazy other fact, he's the only player to start every game in team history. Wow. That is that is true. Um, some players get bogus red cards for trying to get kicked in the face. Um, you, know, mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. you know, other mm-hmm. players just get rotated out and get rest. Yeah. But <laughs> not Evan. Not, not Evan. He, he's going to cabbage patch his way to the end. <laughs> so this I, is new. I am now, I'm now calling it. Because I've now said this out loud, it's definitely going to sit him on Wednesday. I, oh, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised there. Uh, I feel like while we don't really have a B team, I, I feel like we're going to get a, see a lot of guys getting starts that wouldn't normally get a start. Uh, were you guys... I thought Poncho had a phenomenal uh, performance. I thought he looked really good. And he had some dangerous runs. And, you know, I'm here for Austin Poncho as our fourth striker. I mean, Poncho, out of all of the guys who returned this year, had the least amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. And minute by minute, and has had the biggest... Good margin. Yeah. But he's... Total minutes played versus impact on the field. He's there. He's one of our most impactful players uh, by wait a minute. And this game definitely showed that he comes on and there's a difference to the field. I think, I think Jay likes to use him and Alma in the same vein, which is bring those guys in that are quick and uh, kind of annoying for about 20 minutes because they're fresh, but they're also fast. So they can push and they can push and they can push. 
And I think that's why you see guys, I think that's why Austin looked so great too, because he came on, he was fresh, and those guys those guys at the back line of Fort Lauderdale were already starting to wilt. And then you got a guy like Austin running at you and you're just like, not this again. You know? It's just you got a guy that just won't stop, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, not uh, stopping. But uh Rashid the defense. Oh man. So I think that obviously we had two defenders uh, make team of the week. Obviously, Dami was on there more for his offensive output. But um, our defense, we talked about it earlier, our defense looked great. But I thought Rashid, there was a moment before Dami got the goal, the, the, second, the second goal, his goal. Um, there was a point on Twitter where I said, uh, Rashid should be the man of the match because there was – some saves. There were some things he was doing back there that absolutely helped us keep a clean sheet. And I know, I know all those guys, you know, Elal, I think uh, was on Instagram or on one of social media said something about, it's about the other guys around me. You know, I mean, all these guys, they know it's a, it's a team game, but man, just the defense in general, they're two shutouts in a row. I don't know, you know, obviously it's a smaller sample size, but they've just looked amazing so far. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I'm I'm putting this out here for, for Rashid. I I love Sam. No, he was when he had to step up and stepped up big when he did. But I think Kevin, as our second, is pushing Rashid in a way that we would not have seen last season. Yeah. Uh and the way Rashid has been controlling out of the back, uh, way he's been leading out of the back has just been a game changer. Uh, his connection with both Ilal and Dalton at this point, and his entire it, entire defense has been just it, it's been a different. It's the same strong defense, but it's been a lot more. Power a lot more you're able to rely on it um mm-hmm. her said it well um on her pod what was that two weeks ago yeah where you don't have to worry about the back line no they're they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna work and they're they're gonna stop it like yeah there's two things i'm interested interested to see one we've had the same obviously only two games but We've had the same back four with Rashid. So what does it look like if they, you know, Blake comes in or somebody else comes in, Jake comes in for a game, even, you know, against somebody New England. not made the bench. Right, yeah. Right, like Jake has yeah. been, he can play all five, you know, Jake can play, what, four or five positions on the field. Mm-hmm. Has made the bench, but we haven't had a true center back on the bench yet. Well, it, it's just, you know, so what, what is Rashid's? Because if the defense looks basically seamless when you plug somebody else in or one or two other guys in, we know how much of an impact Rashid's leadership is having. Um, my other, the other thing I'd be interested, interested to see is what happens if Kevin's back there with those four. You know, does, does the uh, defense look exactly the same? Is Kevin um, just as vocal or have the same connection with those guys because as as many matches as we're playing this season and how many we're having in the next few weeks, 
there may be a chance that, you know, Rashid gets a breather, What especially, you know, if we want to be 100% going into Sunday and we have a game on Wednesday, do we look at rotating and having Kevin start a match just so that Rashid's at his best going into Sunday? Knowing how yes. much, yeah, knowing how much Jay yes. is not happy about what's going on this week. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Kevin's veteran status, uh, having played so many years the top flights of uh, Columbia. Yeah. Like, it, there, there's no doubt in my mind that Rashid brings a great energy, a youthful energy to that goalkeeping spot. Uh, the way Jay has described him is next level, yeah, which is high praise from Jay. Uh, apparently, the only thing keeping Rashid out from from Europe is he's short, yep. which you know he towers over me, so that whatever. <laughs> uh, but. Kevin coming in there, I, I see uh, just as vocal, but, you know, probably a little bit little bit more skittish um, just based on the how long the chemistry has been built there. Yeah. But uh, that sort of veteran leadership at, at, as a backup goalkeeper, and I don't really want to call him a backup goalkeeper, but... I mean, when you have Rashid as you're starting, kind of hard hard to argue otherwise. He's he's definitely going to, assuming he does get the start on Wednesday, which we can we can get into later. Uh, that that's going to be a very very different feel. Yeah, uh, well, but a very very strong feel. Absolutely, and, and I'll say, I mean, uh, being at the SKC two match, the preseason match, and seeing when. That because that's really the only sample size I have of Kevin. Um, it, a lot of the stuff that Rashid has been doing the last couple weeks, um, going after balls, even the ones that are going towards the end line and him jumping on them just to make sure if he's not 100%, that was all stuff Kevin was doing for his 20 or so minutes uh, against SKC2. So I think going back to your point, Luke, of him pushing Rashid, I think that he's helping him learn some of those little those little things, those dynamics as he go, gets going on. Um, even the stuff like the one that looked like it was going over the crossbar, but Rashid jumped up just to make sure and tapped it over, you know. I mean, some of those saves that he had maybe maybe weren't as big of a deal as he needed them to be, but he's just making sure because he wants to keep that clean sheet. Yes. All right, we should move on because we've been talking about all this for a long time. <laughs> I'm going to just give a, uh, I thought EVD looked fantastic. Yes. That's all I got. Yeah. I, like, uh, I was just, uh, he looked great. Uh, I mean, if, if he's back to full health, which I'm assuming that's the only reason he didn't make the bench uh, on the first game, mm-hmm. uh, then no, that, that's going to be uh, another MVP candidate season. Uh, although he apparently Think... wasn't an MVP candidate. So, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think several of us ran down the fact that DVD uh, was not on the bench because some huge offer came in and they had to weigh it up. So we can yeah, put that conspiracy where that, where that rumor started. Oh, I started it, and then I also <laughs> wanted to kill it because I confirmed from multiple sources that that was not the case. <laughs> at least not uh, at that time. Uh, all right. What one last thing before we, uh, or I guess two last things for this game before we move on. But Dami's goal, oh. uh, 
No. And only scores goals when he gets assists. It's weird. It, it, you know, it's maybe great. try and spread it out more. But it, it's kind of a kind of a cluster off of a off of a corner where oh god, you know, just ping ponging around, and then Dami's just in the right spot and just sinks it. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it goes off like her neck, like his throat yeah. at one point. And oh, you know, the celebration from that just if people have been following the club since the the very beginning, our very first uh, you know very first goal in club history in a friendly, like a friendly that kind of mattered uh, was on by Dami on Dami's birthday. So yeah. seeing him, seeing him sink that there and just beautiful, beautiful there. Uh, just so, so good. Su- such a good feeling, such a good way to lock down the win. But the best part he's was the best, he's left back by a wide margin in the league. Yes. Uh, depending on what you're looking out of a left back, yes. I think if I'm looking offensively or defensively, I think he's the best well, in the league by a wide margin. Wasn't he in the midfield for uh, team of the week? Well, Is that where they listen? I can't, I mean, I can't speak to their inability to watch their own games. I well, yeah. I believe without well, a doubt of players in this league, he is the best left back any single player in this league. I'm going to look real quick. Uh, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I think he is the best. Uh, if you were looking for a solidly defensive-minded, I think you could make an argument. But for somebody who's creating chances, uh, giving assists, and scoring goals when, you know, when a goal is needed, he, he's your man. Also, not the worst beer selection or beer choice on the team. So, <laughs> no, the, I think what was awesome about his goal was that Dami was the one that sent the corner in that couldn't get cleared. And then, if you watch just Dami, because I, I know Luke, you and I have watched it like a hundred times, but he just kind of like slowly make not like slow, slow, but like he just kind of makes his way back into the box, and no one really pays attention to him. Um, and then the other thing I wrote in my notes, cause I just, I don't know how things always get tracked stat wise, but JP is the one that, that got the ball over to Dami who was wide open. No one was around Dami. I mean, there's, and so JP just kind of taps it over to Dami and then he just slotted it home. It was amazing. And, tell you right and I mean, that, that's one of the big reasons why JP made team of the week. He was just sneaky good this game. And he was sneaky. Good so he had he, he did assist. He did assist on that goal, and he had uh, one, two. He had two other key passes, which are basically assists that you know people didn't score on. Looking okay. at you, so, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> so they they did uh, they did count it as an assist. Okay. Yeah, but uh, JP yet another fantastic game, and for a guy who, you know, did. Had an injury, um, non-sports related injury that caused him to to not start last season. Uh, self, it's not really self-inflicted if the organ in question just quits on you, right? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't he? He, just had, like, a, he had a appendix-induced injury. <laughs> I I mean, it, it's an injury. <laughs> it's not. It's a non-sport related injury. So, but, no, no, no. I, I, he, I was trying to yeah. find a more humorous way to describe it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's due to start or be our starting or in our starting lineup. Uh, 
last season. Has appendicitis. Uh, just suddenly, I think it was like just before the scrimmage, um, mm-hmm. the week before our first game, and you know, ends up in the hospital. Can't isn't fit to be in the starting lineup for for a while, and then has to fight his way back onto the squad for for a guy who's had to who did that and then came in and is been as good as he has been this season and this preseason. No. Hey, I, I I've said it. He he still owes me like a 25 yard banger. Um, but did he try uh, though? He, uh, he did try. Force a uh, save in that game. We're, we're going to, we're going to round up the, the game recap with, um, I mean, Rant. Uh, the roughing was good. It was the most tame ref game I've seen in a long time. Well, I was, I was, I was nervous. I did, some, I did some research on this, like, because they've been, uh, I, I think it's uh, Cam over at the league, ha- has been uh, retweeting the uh, pro um, placements for every game. And I, I looked this guy up, and he's been given like eight, nine yellow cards or no uh, – a large, large amount of yellow cards per game, and I was like, "Oh crap! It's going to be another one of these. You now somebody's going to end up with with a double yellow, and, and then we're we're screwed." But it was good. I, I had very few things to argue with on it, and it, I've rewatched it a couple times. And still, not a whole lot to argue with on it. So, and Amir, just, and Amir got that yellow card on a professional foul, right? Like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, he he earned that yellow card, and you know, he he knew that. Yep. Yeah. So. Good uh, job, bro. I uh, I think that the like two or three times that I thought on my initial watch, I was like, "Oh, what's this guy doing?" Watching it back, I was like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> um. Also, point of clarification: Dami did make team of the week as a defender. So, our midfielder right. was JP, obviously, but they they also had four midfielders, three defenders, and three forwards. So, uh, three, they, four, uh, three, four, three. Do what is, they, they do what they want. Uh, speaking of doing what people want, should we talk about uh, our midweek game? Maybe Revs? Yeah. Ah. yeah, I mean, we, we probably should uh, treat them with a little bit of respect since we can't seem to beat these guys. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say I think this is the most important game we have this week. This is uh, the only team in the league we haven't taken points off of. Uh, I mean, they, they were last year's Giant Slayers. That's uh, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and say what I said is one not true for multiple reasons. Um, but if we're looking at the teams we play this game, we're playing a team that we've beat handily once last year away, mm-hmm. and a team we got one point out of from two games and really manhandled us. So I think this is the bigger game. Yeah. I think uh, the the Twitter question we got from Chip DeRippa. Chip DeRippa, uh, tweet of the week. The, tweet of the week. Uh, is this is Wednesday a trap game? I mean, this this would be like your stereotypical thought of a trap game, right? The the team that some people overlook because they are a two team, even though we have yet to beat them. So it's it, yeah. we people overlook them, knowing that Greenville is on Sunday. And I mean, how much hype the league's already hyping up our Sunday match, and not even talking about the fact that we play on Wednesday. Um, I just I saw mean, again when I was scrolling through Twitter and they're calling, you know, they have the 
graphic unfinished business and all this stuff going on for the Greenville match. And no one, no one's talking about the fact that we still have to get through Wednesday before we even make it to Sunday. So I think, I think a couple things. Uh, I think a couple things on that one, you know, full props to USL. This is their big week. Uh, they've got both championship games, you know, replayed. Like they did a good job marketing it. They did a good job getting it on TV. Good for them. You know, whatever dirt John Harks has on the league that allowed them to get such an incredible scheduling gift, I don't know. But Bill fans are focused on this because they don't have a game. A Mims and his staff and whoever else is traveling with that team. I guarantee they have not thought about that Greenville game yet. I am sure they are all 100% focused on this game on Wednesday. And I really think the only thing that I'm really worried about is Jay overthinking himself on um, rotation. Yeah. Yeah, because so... Oh, go ahead, Luke, sir. No, I'm... Definitely on on board with this being being a tougher game than anyone's giving credit to. But from what we've seen so far, this is not the same Reds team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. And for one, we, Nick Firmino is uh, not you know, on. He's going to be starting for us, not for them. Yeah. Do you, Do you think um, he's going to be a little bit bitter that they didn't pick up his option? Yes. Do you, do you yeah, think he, do you think he, he gets a hat trick in this game? Improving himself? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but I do I mean, think I do think he will be taking the ball out of Dami's hands in any free kick opportunities. <laughs> I, I would yeah. agree with that. I, I mean, I, I think does that count as rotation since he's already started a match? See, I look at like I think Austin or Elba stops at, starts up top. I think one of those guys starts. To give either Evan or or Greg a rest, I think EVD gets gets a start because oh, he's going to sure. need he's going to need a lot of minutes just to especially if they want him to play against Greenville at all. He needs to get more than just what do you get fifteen twenty? Um, you know, I I think you know we talked earlier when we were talking about the defense, but I think Kevin starts in goal. Um, you know, I can see Jay rotating somebody in the back line getting somebody in i, I think you we know. see and malone yeah we see toby is he back i don't even know where he's at um health wise i i don't believe toby is going to be traveling for the new england game okay. um that that's what my my spidey sense is saying um sure. but I'm go I, ahead and say i think we shouldn't rotate i think Oldest person on that team is 29 years old. And there are 10 days between our Greenville game and our next game. Why are I, we getting so like I what's the what's the argument for really going crazy on rotation? National television. I mean, I mean and what's considered crazy, I guess. I mean, getting if you if you have a guy to like me, Kevin me, brought Krull, in Crawl and Malone and Kevin Ped, Kevin is going crazy. 
Rashid should be able to play three games in 10 days. No, I, I agree, but I don't think he needs to. I think we have a strong enough goalkeeper on the bench that give the guy a rest, give him the chance to take the golden glove away from Jay. Uh, I think Dallas J is what you mean. Dallas J with a <laughs> with an E with an E with at an the e. end. Uh, a former or current international goalkeeper for Guam. Um, but I I think there's so much strength on our bench. It would be stupid not to play them on the midweek and give a guys a chance to if they have been doing well and, and do well there. To start on Sunday, I would also put it this way: I think it's either Kevin starts or he rotates the center backs. I don't know that. Mm. You know, so if it's Kevin, then I think we have the same back four because those that back four supporting Kevin, you at least have that continuity up there. But if if Sheed starts, then I think then you see at least Jake, maybe Jake and Blake, because I think then you have the solid guy in the back of Rashid that can tell those guys what to do and keep the continuity that way. But I think, I don't, I don't know if all three of those guys, I think more of the outfield I, players you're going to see the rotation anyway. I think okay. it's really, really hard to imagine seeing Blake Malone starting. Now I could be totally wrong, but we have, uh, whatever we have a bunch of guys on our team let's say like something like 19 or 21 he's the only guy who has not been on the bench for a game with the exception of course of um toby who rumor has it is dealing with a muscle issue well blake also had an injury so um i I think he's fit yeah uh all right because we've kind of already been been talking about it, but we haven't talked to the point. What are the keys to the game? I think getting a goal in the first also, half. Uh, <laughs> this is the game available for sponsorship. The auto um, dealers are out there listening. I, I, I'm just going to put it here. It's controlling the midfield. It's always controlling the midfield. Yeah. I think if we control I the midfield, I would say scoring really more goal. goals than the other team. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like that's how sports work. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I think I think it's uh, being Union Omaha, right? Like it talked about it earlier. Like we have this good formula. Let the other team possess the ball. We're lethal in the counterattack, and we're confident in our own box defending. You know, let's let this team of, you know, I don't know, misfits from New England. Um, hey, there are two of us here. I ain't give our best shot. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, not not referring to the pot, but uh, you know this collection of of talent that parent club wonders if it's worth anything. I'd let them have sixty percent of uh, the possession and and try to score on us. Uh, I want to see a a very good result for this. Uh, Partially because I think it, if we don't perform well there, the guys will be broken going into Greenville. Um, but also, selfishly, this will be the first game, a Union Omaha game, my parents will have seen live. 
So parents are going to the game. That's amazing. They're, they're going to the game. Uh, so is Jay like hooking them up with the VIP experience? Um, I I don't think it's Jay doing that, but they'll <laughs> they'll, they'll be be at, in attendance. Uh, so this will be their first first chance to see in Union Omaha live. Also, oh, uh, there will at least be two fans in the stadium then. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear there <laughs> there's going to be probably like a couple more, um, but. Gillette Stadium with like five people in it. Woo! Rare, rare occurrence. Rare occurrence. Uh, I hope they put the microphones right by where they're sitting, so we can actually hear fans. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why the Fort Lauderdale game felt like it was so boring. Because you could not hear anybody. No, no, I'm quite certain. I'm quite no, certain no, you, it was boring. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you, you could definitely hear uh, Nikki and uh, JP's family. You sure so, could. Yep. And I'm very, very happy they went. So, um, let, let's uh, let's move on to the next game this week. Um, I, I guess I, I'll go with the lineup that I think. Well, I think I it's think... more like, are we gonna? If we had the rotation question with New England. What do we see then when Greenville comes? When we go to Greenville, I think Toby's back in. Mm. Um, spicy. I think Toby's I think, back I in. I think it's going to look a lot like it looked uh, for Tormenta and Lauderdale. I I think it's going to look a lot more like it did for last year's game. Yeah. Um. I I just feel like a with lot a of little guys, bit more Greg Hurst up top. Maybe, but honestly, I feel like there's enough begrudgment of from our players towards say a coach that might be spreading false rumors uh that it would be a shame not to start as but many of them about, as possible coach who has a 20 plus year track record of being a liar uh i'm not going to go down that that road but i know you you love to um <laughs> I I really think that our guys, uh, as has always been the case, have a chip on their shoulder, and even more so for this, that if you don't try and put all of the guys who missed out on that final last year uh, due to probably either Floridians or South Carolina or you know significant others working to save lives in the healthcare field... Uh, Falling in love with frontline workers. Yeah, I, I mean that's Omaha has lots of them. Uh, and also, it's Nurses Week, so Happy Nurses Week to all of those nurses out there. Thank you. Uh, oh, so poetic. Hey, I do what I can. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you see a very similar lineup to what would have been our final lineup last year, uh, to the point where maybe even Hurst is starting on the bench. <laughs> I love that. That would be incredible. That's pretty spicy to take. Well, I, think, I, did, I think we see. I think we see her starting. I think we do too. But I did. I can't remember if it was Giovanni or one of the Greenville uh, fans on Twitter said that uh, that Hurst has not scored on Greenville, which not a lot of people score on Greenville in general because it's not like they give up a lot of goals anyway. Um, but wait, wait, Conway and Molina. Yeah. No. I, yeah, I mean, I, they haven't Conway scored on them, but. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not like saying, "Oh, Greg Hurst has never scored on us." Well, he's played you like 
once or twice. It's not like it's like years and years of a track record of this, but I, I have a hard time believing. I, that's why I think against New England, I think Jay rotates in Austin or Elma, probably playing against uh, up with Evan because I don't think Evan's going to sit out. And I think the point of that is to to be ready to have somebody like Greg Hurst be 100% to go into that next, into that Greenville match. Um, knowing that probably against New England, all you need is a goal to win. Um, you know, walking into that. But I, I, I think Toby in for maybe like JP, I could, I could see that if Toby's ready and he's 100% ready to fly and go. But uh, I, I'd see Toby in for Amir. Okay. Yeah. Or Firmino or whoever's holding down that spot. I think. Yeah. I think think JP has earned his keep and is not not coming out of that lineup and, you know. JP likes to get forward. JP owes me that banger. I'm just saying. He's trying, man. I know he's trying, but (laughs) I mean, still still not there. Uh, I'm going to be down there in Greenville, JP. I want to see it. So uh, what do we think the keys of this match would be then? Control the midfield. Score more goals. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say uh, the little bit I've been able to watch of Greenville, they do look a little bit more dangerous going forward than they have the, their previous two seasons. That doesn't say a whole lot, but... Um, it's like they got smart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, right. you know, well, we all know I don't rate him very highly. I mean, I will say I mean, in our mega pod, if he was great, Madison wouldn't have been so terrible. Well, I mean, as Ilal put it, it's the guys around him. That's yeah, that's very true. Well, and I, I know in our mega pod, we kind of were like bagging on the fact that while we went out and got really great, you know, talent and move forward, it, they went and got Don Smart. We were maybe thinking they were just resting on their laurels, but they look they do look a lot better going forward than they have. Um, again, last season, they started out really hot out of the gates trying to score goals, and then they slowed way down and became who they were. So maybe it's just another case of them doing that. I don't know. Um, I, I think, honestly, because I think it's funny, like in baseball, I know we're not like big baseball fans, but you always hear the pitcher's duel term. I feel like this one's going to be like a goalkeeping one. Uh, you got the two best goalkeepers in the league, possibly going against each other, and I, I think that, I think that the, those guys are going to put on a show. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to change my keys to the game. It's going to be, uh, uh, bust the bunker. Um, <laughs> love it. It's, uh, I, I do love going with like, you know, control the midfield because that that seems to be every single keys to the game that has ever been on ESPN plus it doesn't matter who's playing it's always control the midfield Um, and then other other team control the midfield I think I'm gonna go ahead and say once again we need to lose the possession battle especially with Greenville let him have the ball I mean we've got better fitness so the less we control the ball the better yeah Yeah. we have better coach Luke, I think I think there's a big there's a big key that Luke will be a part of that's going to be down there for that match. There might be there might be some fans going to this one. Hey, uh, you know Greenville has to see how it's done. 
Oh, it, a riot is nothing compared to a parliament. Just saying. Well, and Just as Patrick saying. Walsh, Patrick Walsh asked us if we could break down the belt story, uh, and wager, which I don't remember if we had a wager with that or not. So that's where I'm going to need help. Um, but I Parliament know also lasts a lot longer than a riot. That's ooh, fair enough. <laughs> hey, aren't you supposed to be muted? And, well, no, I was, worth, eating chips. I was worth it. If Riley gets if Riley gets one unmute per recording, then he just used his perfectly. So so uh, knowing that Luke's going it was down, the I don't... Dommy's cross of this podcast. It was. It was knowing that Luke's going down and the belt is going with him. Um, a little, I guess. So, little history. I was the I was the president of the parliament last season uh, when we started kind of trying to come up with some kind of supporter uh, um, affiliated symbol that we could have. So, yeah, but you're also I'm, responsible for the CHI Derby, so I, I'm I I don't trust eh, you. Is it real? I don't even know if that's real. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer his last question first. Do both clubs acknowledge it, or is it just the supporters? It is a supporters-driven thing, although we got both clubs okay to put the uh, the crests on the on the belts, even if a certain member of the front office who no longer works there uh, told me afterwards that he didn't remember giving me that permission. He did, in fact, give me that permission, and I had about four people on the call with me that could all corroborate that. Um, whose idea was it? It. It's I interesting think. because I I was going to bring up that person on the next question. That's amazing. It's just interesting, interesting yeah. that you brought him up as an impediment on this one, and I was going to bring him up as an impediment on the next one. So, so anyway, whose continue. idea was it? No, that's fine. Uh, whose idea was it? I think so. I know that the guys at Greenville were looking to do a belt of some kind and had talked to some of our guys, and we just kind of came up with it. Um, and then we all went crazy, and we had. Artists from both sides come up with things uh, to, to drive it. But really, it just came about because we wanted to do something a little bit different, right? I mean, um, I think yeah, there, there's the Henny, the Henny Derby that goes on. And those guys those guys came up with that. And it's it was something that was really cool. We just wanted to come up with something that was a little different and cool. And um, last year, I don't know, Luke, Luke hasn't been uh, bringing out his WWE promos this year, but... Last year, we even tried to go, like, ham it up with that. So, um, yeah. Well, it, you know, the belt has been making its rounds here. It made its rounds in Greenville once before. Um, sure has. In possession of Omaha. Uh, but the belt is definitely acknowledged by both supporters. As uh, Elliot of River City 93 and... Uh, the wa- new walk in 90 league podcast calls the calls the uh, derby or whatever it is uh, El Petico uh, due to the nonstop bants and memes between the, the two supporters groups. I love it. I, I, I really can't well, argue with that one. I, I think no, it's, but... I think that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, I was it's... thinking I was thinking earlier how I could mispronounce certain internet trolls from Greenville's names on the pod just as an extra slight. So shout out to my man, Bork Schutz. Love that guy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, there, 
there's a lot of camaraderie uh, between Parliament and, and Riot. Um, you know, they're, the Riot had a lot of uh, influence on the way Parliament operated on and off the field. They're a fantastic organization. And when, you know, you get the league trying to push rivalries on you or, you know, um, no light uh, teams reaching out because you have a shirt sponsor that matches their stadium, future stadium sponsor, uh, trying to trying to start rivalries. Like that's yeah. a clever idea. I like it. And it's been done elsewhere in the league. Yeah. But I, that one also worked out because we donated money to hospital systems. So that yeah. was yeah. well, I, I'm with with this, it was I, I'd called it very early last year that Greenville was going to be the one team to challenge us. Mm-hmm. And I I remember saying that to to members of the front office and they're like Oh, but that, that's not a rivalry. They aren't close to us. Like nothing will happen there. And sure as shit, that is exactly what happened. We we they I think it's generally acknowledged that there is a solid frenemy uh relationship between the supporters. The teams definitely are gonna compete harder against each other. And it it's a it's a great level of, you know, if they ever come up here, uh, hospitality is going to be shown yep. off the field. And then as soon as it's in the stadium, it's going to be 90 <laughs> minutes of hell. Hostility. <laughs> I, I'm ex- I'm expecting to have like rotten fruit thrown at me uh, in the middle of, in the middle of the game by, by the riot. <laughs> but you know, it's almost, it's chat. almost like these things have to happen organically, Luke. Hey, I, I'm this thing, just this saying. This thing happened pretty organically. We, I, the way I like to think about it is, like, we tried a bunch of different things with a bunch of different teams. Yeah, and someone it really worked out. Yeah, that CGI we had was a, terrible. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like you know, I, I think we all thought we'd be rivals with Madison, and then turns out they were terrible. And that you know, being bad off on the field does not really into a rivalry and then all of a sudden you know we're top of the table uh you know we played that pretty close game against them and then the final was canceled and i think that i I think between that and the belt that was really what it took to make this magical and then you know again you have to have two willing parties because you know again i I think we could have had other rivalries had other parties been willing they weren't so yeah, it, I, I will say too. It helps the the players have really embraced the belt a lot. Um, I I had the belt in my possession when uh at, when we had that last match against Fort Lauderdale and Evan put us into the final. And the first person I yelled at because he was down on uh on the berm end, the Parliament end, was Rashid, and he came over and I tossed the thing down to him. And I don't think we got it back for like a week, um, because it made the rounds with the guys um after that. So. I mean, I, the the boys have really embraced it too. So I think that they they like having a little bit of ex, something extra to play for. Um, you know, unfortunately in the U.S. we don't have a lot of trophies and a lot of tournaments where guys can win win something. So having something like that, I think, gives them you know a little bit extra to go for. No, and you mean to to bring it back uh, to what this pod is really about. Both uh, both metros have fantastic pedestrian bridges. Fact. 
mm. that are featured prominently mm. on the belt. The, uh, the pedestrian bridge across the Reedy River, which is a fantastic bridge. Great view of the uh, torrenting Reedy River. And, you know, Bob. The, Do you the guys hear that bridge. they're expanding the Bob? Yeah, Baby Bob. Super excited about Bob. Baby oh, Bob. Oh, man, it's been, that's been so long in the works, and I'm happy that it's finally getting done. Shout out to I Derek have... Miller in the City of Omaha Planning Department who said the Baby Bob is his project for years. Finally getting it done. Way to go, Derek. Uh, I, hey, Derek, you just became my hero because I have drunkenly stumbled to that fence uh, at the railroad tracks there that I can see Bob, but I can't get to Bob many times trying to, to cross oh the river. As someone who lives north of Dodge and rides bikes across that bridge all the time, too, like, it's, oh, my gosh. And I worked, I worked, like, two blocks from where that thing's going to land, and it, it's such a missing gap because of those railroad tracks. And so it's a huge, it's a huge addition. It's going to be wonderful. I've always been a little bit concerned how it'll change the foot traffic at the base, the current base, but you know, I'm, I'm out of those, I'm out of the business that matters to me now. So where that matters to me now. So I'm, I'm just pure excitement on this. Well, connect go just followed me on, uh, connect go just traveled or followed me on, uh, on Twitter today. So, I'm extra excited nice. about connectivity. Luke has made it. I, I have made yeah. it. Yeah. Shout out to Steven Osberg at uh, Connect Go, and uh, also Mike Helgerson, who is a soccer fan and uh, at Mapa. So, shout out hey. to the boys. Yeah, the boys. Uh, speaking of uh, no, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of Devin Boys, <laughs> um, glad he didn't get a concussion. Oh my gosh, oh, that was terrible. Yep. He just popped up. He's like, okay. All right. Uh, ben, you, you got something for us. Is, is this the final question on the outline? Yes. I, it is. So Mike asks, was the club saving the full vault look for Sunday? Um, I don't think so. I don't think, as I alluded when Ryan was answering the question, I, I think last year there was a certain lack of imagination around kits. Um, and thank goodness that's been resolved. But I think at the end of the day, uh, I think Jay's pretty conservative when it comes to looks. You know, I think you look at the all black and all white kit from last year, and you know, there's some level of J Mim's influence and, and definitely a high level of J Mim's approval in there. Um, I loved the Volt on White look. I oh, thought God. last year when we played, um, if you recall, we played Fort Lauderdale last year, and that was the first time we'd done a split jersey. Um, yeah. And I think we went, I think we went white tops or black tops, white pants. Yeah, um, and it looked so good. So I, I don't know. I really like it, and I think all Volt would look like goalkeepers. And I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's true. It would clash badly with Greenville's kits. Okay, I, I was, was going to say... I think we're going to be in black. I, I think we're not going to go all vault on Sunday only because Greenville wears green uh, as, their, as their primary. And since they're the home team and they're going to be wearing their green, they're not going to let us wear the vault because it's going to be too similar. I, I don't know. I, um, Portland and Seattle. Yeah. Like, they, they both played in uh, their green kits. That's, that's because MLS made every single one of their kits look exactly the same. 
It's so like it does not matter. doesn't hey, allow hey, any hey, sort of fun. We're a bridge pod. We're a bridge pod first. We're anyway, I I don't think that uh, I don't think that Greenville. If, since they're going to wear green, I don't think we revolt. Uh, I am opposite of you, Ben. I actually did not like the volt on white. I, I there was something about it. It did not look pleasing to me. Um, I, I also think. Yeah, see, the volt on black was my call. Um, I also think that I think we were burning people's retinas out. It, it was, it, I don't know. I, I think ESPN uh, had a hell of a time adjusting color that day because well, that let's, was, let's be it was bright. We took the third division soccer quality cameras. Yeah, no, I know. I'm telling you. No, no, when, when SC Paderborn had volt kits two seasons ago, in Germany, it was brutal. Even on you know top flight quality cameras, it, it you can't be done well on a screen. Yeah. So, all right, I, I think we've uh, wasted enough of the listeners' time today. Um, they they got their bridge content they really came for. Just had to wait sixty minutes into it. Uh, sure. but what one last question for y'all? Who gives a hoot? We We do. do!